two communities. Um, Lord, thank you for Alton Baptist Church and thank you for Yardley Baptist Church. And thank you for the links that they've had over the years. Um, may they continue and may they flourish. May they uh, be a, a wonderful place um, for you and for the community that they represent. Um, pray for these two folks who are, have arrived and will arrive as the two ministers of these two churches. Um, I pray for their upcoming weeks and their upcoming months, that they will learn names, that they will learn places, that they will learn the best places to go for coffee, that they will learn the best way to go into Birmingham, all those kind of things. And um, I pray that we can be that friendly face and we can be that family to these people and any other folks that they bring with them. Um, thank you for the process. Thank you that it seemed to work for both of us. So, Lord, thank you for Yardley Baptist Church. Thank you for Alton Baptist Church. And thank you for the adventure of the upcoming weeks and months. Amen. So, you've given me um, 1 Peter 2, 11 to 17. <clears throat> so, let's see if the clicky thing works. Right, so, the title in the book that you've been using, Living in a Pagan World, um, I've, I've retitled it. I've retitled it this. Let people know that you are a Christian and then don't be an idiot. Um, we carry a lot of responsibility as Christians because we represent Jesus to the people that we meet and the people that we know. So if people who we love and care about and work with and live with maybe and share blood ties with... Um, if some of those folks do or don't know Jesus, then maybe we are the closest that they get. Um, for many people, having a direct relationship with the Lord is, seems miles off. So we are Jesus to the people that we know and love. So if you now switch off, that's it, right? That's it. So let's just pick apart a few little bits. I've got three versions of uh, the text, because it's only, only short, and I figured it would be nice to see it in three different ways. So I'm going to read it through. So this is NIV. Oh, and it's cut off. Oh, I should have checked that beforehand. That's a shame. Might have to get that up on my phone. Hold on a second. There we go. Lovely. There might only be one version. Let's see how we go. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect for everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honour the emperor. Okay. Um, I'm going to see how much of that turns up as the other version. Oh, have you just fixed that for me? 
Oh, okay, fair enough. Thank you anyway. Um, so what have we got here? So that was NIV. Um, this is the message. Friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourselves cosy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Live an exemplary life in your neighborhood so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. Make the master proud of you by being good citizens. Respect the authorities, whatever their level. They are God's emissaries for keeping order. It is God's will that by doing good, you might cure the ignorance of the fools who think you're a danger to society. Exercise your freedom by serving God, not by breaking the rules. Treat everyone you meet with dignity. Love your spiritual family. Revere God. Respect the government. And then this is um, J.B. Phillips, uh, the uh, translation of the New Testament. I beg you, as those whom I love, to live in this world as strangers and temporary residents, to keep clear of the desires of your lower natures, for they are always at war with your souls. Your conduct among the surrounding peoples in your, diff in the, in your different countries should always be good and right, so that although they may in the usual way slander you as evildoers, yet when disasters come, they may glorify God when they see how well you conduct yourselves. Obey every man-made authority for the Lord's sake, whether it is the emperor as the supreme ruler or the governors whom he has appointed to punish evildoers and reward those who do good service. It is the will of God that you may thus silence the ill-informed criticisms of the foolish. As free men, you should never use your freedom as an excuse for doing something that is wrong, for you are at all times the servants of God. You should have respect for everyone. You should love our brotherhood, fear God, and honour the emperor. Right, I'm going to go back to that one and leave that there just for a moment. Um, at the bottom here, it does say about the emperor, the emperor, and we'll come on to the emperor in a little while. So I'm going to talk about the first couple of verses to start with, and then a big chunk just about this bit about authorities and the people who are our government and our rulers and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so first bits first. Dear friends... I urge you as foreigners and exiles. Now, I never mean to be all like controversial when I say things to anywhere, but I'm here and I can walk out the door and leave, can't I? So I can be a little bit more controversial here. So here we go. This letter wasn't to us. This letter wasn't to us. It was to a bunch of people who had left the, the Holy Land because of persecution and had ended up somewhere else, and it was to, it was to them. This letter wasn't to us. Um, if you picked up a letter that was from Peter, that was to a group of people, it was to them. It was to them. It wasn't to you. It was to them. So when we're reading these letters, we need to understand what that's all about. We can't just go, oh, this is clearly for me. I should obey the emperor. The letter was to them. It wasn't to us. It was to them. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't get truth out of it, but it was to them. So this bit here, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Uh, da, 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 don't indulge your ego. Oh, da, da, da. Live exemplary lives. Oh, that one's not as, not as clear. To keep clear of the desires of your lower natures. Okay? 
keep clear of those desires of your lower natures. Now, that was a letter to them. Now, I don't know what he's talking about. I guess they did, and they knew what he was referring to. The thing is, it is to them. If you read a letter, it's to you. It's not for you to go, ah, you see, and point it at everybody else. It's about you. If there is something that is about you that you know isn't right, you sort yourself out. Don't use this as a weapon for brandishing it to everybody else. This is a letter to them. At the very most, you can have it as a letter to you. And you read it as a letter to you. You know what your, what does it say? You know the faults of your lower natures. So have a word to yourself with God about those for you. This isn't saying, and go and sort everybody else out. This is about you. Right, that's the last bit I'm going to say about that. Is it? I might come back to that in a second. Right. Um, So, where is this letter to? So, this is uh, now. Um, This is genuinely when I took the photo, because that little blob there was the GPS location of me. So, I was definitely doing this in England, and I guess if you zoomed in on that, you would probably see I was doing it at my house. But here's Turkey. Now, it's got a big umlaut in the middle of it, so I'm guessing it's in a language that's appropriate to that region. So, this letter was sent to a bunch of people who live in Turkey. Now, the letter was probably written about AD 64, something like that. And it's timed because of when the emperor was around and when Peter would have been doing his stuff. So there's kind of calculations. There's a few bits and pieces, and you probably have done a bit of this because we're on to the second chapter already. But there's a little bit of controversy about whether Peter wrote it or didn't. But I'm going to go with kind of the majority view and stuff that it was him. So he's sending it to a bunch of uh, folks in modern-day Turkey. Now, just this whole idea of, oh, right, Turkey. Okay, I know that. Okay, no, we don't know that. We don't know that. Because at the same time, England looked like this. Now, until I found this map... I'd never even heard of Katuvalauni and Kornavai, and I'd never heard of these things. These are earlier than all the stuff that we would have learned when we were at junior school. This is before Anglo-Saxons. This is before Vikings. And this idea, all right, just an aside, you know Luke was a doctor. There's this story that Luke was a doctor. That's pre-leeches. So this whole idea of us understanding the word, oh, doctor, he's a doctor. I mean, this is like nearly a a millennium and a half before the invention of stethoscopes. This is not the same world that we live in now. So when we are looking at this, we are looking at that time. We are looking at this thing nearly 2,000 years ago where the stuff that we think we know about people is, you know, people are people and all that kind of stuff. But their experiences and their world was wholly, wholly different to the way that it is now. Um, This is Nero. Now, 
it's funny what you can discover about Nero when you read a little bit about him. Um, Nero inherited the emperorship, if that's the word, the empire, that bit, that bit. He became emperor of the empire, um, not because he was related to the previous emperor. So he was uh, the emperor's stepson. So the emperor's previous emperor's wife had Nero as her son. So Nero wasn't related, but he was adopted into that family, and then the the empire passed on to him, and he became emperor. And he became emperor at the age of 13. So he's emperor at the age of 13, and his mum was kind of like the regent. She was the one who made a whole load of decisions once her husband died. Um, Now, Nero was a teenager. He probably wasn't totally obsessed by killing Christians. He wasn't totally obsessed by violining while Rome burned. But these single phrases we have about people never, ever tell the whole story. Um, I've become very conscious of... uh, I work in a a school. I work in Alderbrook, just around the corner. And become very conscious since finishing at my last school that single sentences that describe people stick. So if you are ever in a staff room or you're ever in a workplace and you are caused ever to describe somebody with one sentence, it's amazing the power that that one sentence has. So Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Is that him? Is that all he is? Nero persecuted the Christians. Is that all he did? Was that him? Did that sum up his entire existence? Well, no, he murdered his mum, he murdered his brother, um, he was murdered himself at the age of 30, so he didn't actually last for very long as, as a person. I mean, 17 years or whatever as emperor, but a load of them as a teenager. I imagine, knowing teenagers, he wasn't that bothered about persecuting Christians, he was probably more bothered about parties and wine and, and power and having a nice time. But summing up Nero in a single phrase perhaps isn't particularly fair. But in that passage, uh, it's got it missed off on this one, but here, honour the emperor. That's hard. Honour the emperor. This wasn't an easy emperor to honour. Honour the emperor. Now it goes alongside... You should have respect for everyone. Okay, fair enough, that's fine. You should love our brotherhood. Perfectly fine. Fear God. Yep. Honour the emperor. Now, I think maybe that last bit is difficult. And it's, I was thinking, oh, Nero can't have been that bad. Well, it seems like he was. And the idea of honouring the emperor is a really tough ask. But it was at a time where things were different. I'll just tell you a little story. Um, We were, um, Alison, my wife, and and I, uh, we went out with the new minister and her husband uh, last night, and we were kind of reminiscing a little bit about things that had happened in Yardley Baptist Church decades and decades ago. And we were just thinking about stories of things that happened. It's like, that sounds really weird. What That wouldn't happen now. So I don't know whether this rings true to anyone who are of a certain age, who have been at church for a while, 
But a load of the adults in our church, we called them auntie and uncle. And just, just so there was Uncle Ernie, and there was Uncle Sam. And Uncle Sam, his glove box in his car was always full of sweets. So after church, there was genuinely a queue of kids at Uncle Sam's car waiting for the handout of sweets. Now, you think about what that would look like now. And I don't want to excuse Nero, but there's that phrase that sometimes gets used in there. So Nero, AD 64 or whatever it was, different times. Let's not forget that this letter was written a long, long time ago. And it wasn't written to us. It was written to the people that Peter was sending it to. So he would have understood that they were foreigners in a strange land. They were already probably treated with a whole load of suspicion because they were coming over here taking our jobs. They were perhaps being discouraged to stay out of politics because they've got enough stuff going on in their lives already. Now, I don't want to dismiss that, no, it's one Peter. Steve came and said, don't bother with it. It's not, that's not what I'm saying. But let's remember that it was a letter that was written to a specific group of people. So, what next? So, oh, what was next? Oh, yeah, okay. So, this was, uh, these are the names that are mentioned at the start of uh, 1 Peter as to who this letter was actually for. And let's just have a little think about this idea of honouring the emperor. Honouring the emperor. Now, please don't say anything. Just have a look at these emperors. Now, probably, and I would do it as well, we summarize these people with one sentence. As we're looking at them, we summarize them with one sentence. Now, I won't say what those sentences are, <laughs> but I will say what my summary for this sentence is for this one person in the middle. Do we know where she's Prime Minister of? New Zealand. She's not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's my summary of her. I wish she was ours. <laughs> but that can't be right, can it? It can't be right. Because it doesn't make her perfect. If we summarise Trump as whatever you do, whatever you want to fill that gap, that can't be the whole story. And maybe for us, honour the emperor is... Don't fall into the trap of being a newspaper headline. We are called to love our enemies. We're called to pray for those that persecute us. We're called to pray for people, you know, enemies. I don't see, oh, Putin, who knows? I don't see these as enemies. But again, I've probably summarized Putin up in one sentence as well. And there have been times when Western leaders have said really favourable things about him in the past. Now, I'm not becoming his agent or anything, but we can't just summarise these people. And maybe honouring the emperor for us is not writing um, newspaper headlines for these people and not having that as that sentence that we carry around. If we go back... You should have respect for everyone. This bit becomes irrelevant, honour the emperor. You should have respect for everyone. 
So when we see people where we find that difficult, that's hard. But we're Christians. We're asked to do hard things. And we get help. We help each other. We get the help of the stuff that is written in the Bible. And we believe that we get help of that kind of presence that we have of Jesus within our lives. So honour the emperor is hard. Um, last week at, uh, at Yardley, um, Ali is going through promises that people have made to various big figures in the Bible. So uh, Noah, Abraham, and last week was Moses. I don't know whether you could say that Moses honoured Pharaoh. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But we are definitely told that they left. Now, I don't know how honouring that process is. And there is talk all the way through the Bible of standing up for justice and standing up for what is right and standing up for the oppressed. Now, if you are standing up for the oppressed, it is usually people like this that are doing the oppression. So... Honouring the president, honouring the emperor, honouring the king, honouring the prime minister doesn't mean, oh yes, but maybe it does mean not summing them up in one sentence. Maybe it does mean praying for them. Maybe it does mean trying to understand their story. Um, I don't know whether it would be fair to colour any of these people with the word evil. I wonder whether they all have perfectly sane reasons for the, some of the things that they do. But if we are to honour these people, we need to be different to how everybody else would treat these people. So I'm going to go back. And this is my last bit. Where have I got it? I, I liked it on here. Oh, it's the little bit that's down. It's fine. We'll go back, we'll go back to one of these others. So, um, so your conduct among the surrounding peoples in your different countries should always be good and right, so that although they may in the usual way slander you as evildoers, yet when disasters come, they may glorify God when they see how well you conduct yourself. Wherever you find yourself, be Jesus. Wherever. And for some people, that's going to be hard, and for some people, that's going to be easy. If in your house, everybody is of the same mind, that's going to be easy. If in your office, nobody is of that mind, that's going to be more tricky. So let's make it easy. Oh, aha, I forgot this slide. Look, let's zoom in on us. How exciting. Ah. <gasps> Ah, Langley School. There we are. So where you find yourself is here. It's in the wider community of Alton Baptist Church. It's where you live. It's where you play. It's where you work. It's where you shop. It's where you drive. I was saying, somebody was saying, how can you be like? How can you show Jesus when you're driving? Let people in. <laughs> Just let people in. They don't. You don't go. Jesus, letting you. Don't don't do that. But just let people in. Practice being nice. Practice being respectful. Practice honouring other people even though you don't know anything about them. So if we are to respect the emperor, 
then maybe it just starts with respecting everybody, which is what it said at the start of that verse anyway. So respect the emperor. Don't sum people up. You know, one of the most dangerous words. We do them. There's a bunch of stuff we talk about at school, about equality and making sure that everybody's treated fairly and all that sort of stuff. And they is a really tricky word. They. If you talk about they, you sum them all up with the same characteristic. And maybe we should try to avoid talking about they. If they is leaders and they is MPs, and if they is local councillors, and if they is people who drive cars on the road, then let's not treat them as they. Let's honour them. Let's respect them. Let's honour the emperor. Um, so, yes, good. So, uh, whatever that last phrase... I've now forgotten what that last phrase was. So, your conduct among the surrounding peoples in your different countries should always be good and right. So that although they may in the usual way slander you as evildoers, yet when disasters come, they may glorify God when they see how well you conduct yourselves. So conducting yourself well, doing what is good and is right. So 1 Peter 2, 11, 17. Living in a pagan world. Let people know that you're a Christian and then don't be an idiot. I'm going to say that again because I do like it. Let people know that you're a Christian. And you can do that in whatever form you like. I go to church. Leave it at that. That's easy, isn't it? I know Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. If you're ready for that conversation with somebody, then you can do that. It depends on what relationship you've got with that person. If they know that you take this rubbish seriously, then they'll notice. If they know that you take this rubbish seriously and you're horrible, they'll know. And they won't blame you. They'll blame church. Or they'll blame God. Or they'll blame Jesus. Now, he's big enough to take that but it does seem a shame. So let people know that you are a Christian and then don't be an idiot. Let's pray and then we've got some songs to sing. Lord, thank you that you put us in all sorts of complicated places. Thank you that you put us in all sorts of brilliant places. But wherever you put us, help us to honour the emperor. Help us to see the bigger story. Help us to see the bigger picture. Help us to honour the emperor. So if that emperor is a neighbour, if that emperor is a friend, if that emperor is a member of the family, if that emperor is somebody you've never even met, help us to honour the emperor. Amen.